Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. You're so kind to join us as we take a look at the book. It is always my pleasure to open God's Word with anyone who will take a moment to listen and study together with them about what God is doing. I have in my hand the album for a five-hour audio series on CD entitled The Feast of God. This is an exciting series where I explore the Jewish feast and explain how they relate to the end times. Jesus Christ, in the proper day sequence, will fulfill every one of the seven Jewish feasts. We need to understand what God is doing and how indeed those three remaining feasts that need to be fulfilled by the person of Jesus Christ will be fulfilled. For example, the next feast that Jesus Christ will be fulfilling is Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets. We're going to deal with that particular feast in just a moment. Let me tell you that you can get your copy of this audio series, and we'll give you the numbers or the location at the website where you can make your order. But first, let's listen to our study, Sound the Trumpets. After the Feast of Pentecost, there's a period of just a little bit more than three months and we come up with the next three feasts let me illustrate these with these I didn't have enough chairs up here so I need to use something else with these three mic stands after a period of time in the fall September October the seventh month the first day of the seventh month we see the next feast represented by this mic stand it is the Feast of Trumpets. We're going to look at it in just a moment. On that very first day of the month, the Feast of Trumpets, and then there's a 10-day period, 10 days, awesome days, the Feast of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And then there's five days, and on the 15th, the Feast of Tabernacles, a seven-day feast, a feast of rejoicing. These four feasts fulfilled in the person of Christ for the Jew, a narrative of the redemption of the Jewish people. Oh, that's what Peter was talking about, Acts chapter 2, when he said, on the day of Pentecost, this is the fulfillment of Joel when he pours out his spirit upon his people. We have a derived benefit from that, though. The church was started that day. Now, the church is not to accept these feasts as for them, but only see the derived benefits in them. We're going to talk about the fulfillment of these three feasts. Let's look at chapter 23 of the book of Leviticus and look at these feasts, and let me just touch base with them momentarily. With me, look at verse 23, Leviticus 23. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, and remember he's laying out these feasts of the Lord, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month and in the first day of the month shall ye have a Shabbat, or a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. Man, I came in, I thought the trumpets were sounding there for a few moments, Chris. <laughs> Bless my... Can you do anything really... I mean, you know... Can you do anything like that? Get up and get up there. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I want you to see what it was like. Now look, we're going to see that uh, it was either a shofar, that word is used 72 times in the scripture when you see the translation for trumpet, or it was a silver trumpet. Numbers 10 talks about 
he tells Moses, we'll look at it in a moment, take silver of one piece and make a trumpet out of it. And on the Feast of Trumpets, how would it come together? How would the Feast of Trumpets, it had to be the first day of the month. How did they know it was the first day of the month? Well, they would send, if there was cloud cover over Jerusalem, uh, they would send out witnesses to go out as far as they can to see the rising of the moon. You see, the calendar of Israel is a lunar calendar. And every month begins with a new moon. And so you had to have a new moon. And it was so meticulous in the establishment of it, the Sanhedrin, the Supreme Court of the Jewish people, 70 of the Jews, the wisest Jews in all the land, would sit in session on the Temple Mount. They would wait for at least two witnesses to come and tell them, hey, we saw the new moon! And they would then make a decision, and then they would go forth and announce, the new moon, the first day of the month, it's the seventh month, it's the time for Feast of Trumpets. And he would look at the priest and say, blow the trumpets! Glory to God! <laughs> oh, did that give you chills? It did me! Listen, and, and if you heard, thank you, Chris, if you heard something like that, it would go on all day long. And the trumpets would be sounded. And the Feast of Trumpets was underway on the first day of the Feast of Trumpets on the first day of the seventh month. But then we moved into ten awesome days. Look at the next feast that's described, verse 26. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Also on the tenth day of this month there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls, and offering offering made by fire unto the Lord. You shall do no work, it says in verse 28. Verse 29, And whosoever, uh, whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted, in that same day he shall be cut off from among the people. The day of atonement. I'll get into this more tomorrow, but let me tell you, it's the day the high priest would take the blood in the large gold, and I mean made out of solid gold, Mizrach, and he would walk in through the veil of the temple, the bells on him, and he walked into the Holy of Holies, and he walked to the Ark of the Covenant, and he would pour the blood on the Ark of the Covenant, having prepared himself for at least 24 hours before he went in to the Holy of Holies. But just prior to that day of atonement, these ten awesome days after the Feast of Trumpets, the people were called to gather, and attention was to be given to repentance. There were three books. The book of the righteous. The book of the wicked. The book of the average man. If in the book of righteousness, absolute guarantee you're in the book of life. In the book of wickedness, absolute guarantee you're not in the book of life. In the book of the average man, opportunity for ten awesome days to prepare your heart to seek forgiveness of mankind to prepare yourself to have the forgiveness of God Almighty when the high priest would go in representing the nation not individuals the nation of the Jewish people into the Holy of Holies on that day of atonement by the way I don't know if you have any Jewish friends and have ever 
experienced this. I have worked a lot of years with Jewish people. Over 12 years I've been working directly with Orthodox Jewish people and I've had many of them call me during those 10 days and say, Jimmy, please forgive me for the way I've treated you. Not normal for a Jewish person. Please forgive me. And I've been able to share with them true forgiveness at that point. But they were in preparation for that awesome day, that day of affliction. And of course, then five days after that, you see the feast right here, the feast of trumpets, the ten awesome days of repentance after the regathering, then regeneration for a nation, the feast of Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, the five days in preparation for the seven-day feast, the seven-day feast of tabernacles, a time of rejoicing, another agricultural feast. It's now the time of the celebration and thanksgiving for the harvest of the grapes, for the harvest of the olives, for the harvest of all the fruits in the fall that God has given to the Jewish people. And this agrarian society, living through these feasts, that it un, un, uh, revealing to them, unveiling for them their redemption, but yet at the same time a connection between God they marked out as the people of God, set apart unto God Almighty Himself in these feasts. Now you say, okay, we've looked maybe at the historic significance. Tabernacles, by the way, historically was to remember that, you know what they do at the Feast of Tabernacles? They live in a sukkah. A sukkah is like a little thatched hut that you just put up. Very temporary because that's what it represents. Their temporary residency after they came out of the bondage. They went out there over the other side of the Red Sea and they just lived in these little sukkahs, these little huts because they had to be out of there quickly if something was to happen. This is at the verge of where they could have gone into the Promised Land. So they live in this sukkah or this booth. That's the definition, that's the English translation of sukkah, which is a Hebrew word. And so they would live in these booths and tabernacles, even today as they remember that, they go into a sukkah and they take up their abode maybe for the entire seven days, eating all their meals, sleeping out there and everything else in the sukkah. Some that are very religious would do that, others will participate in some symbolic way in the sukkah. You say, okay, there's a, there's a historic background, there's an agricultural background, the sacrifices are laid out in Numbers 28 and 29 that you're supposed to observe during this time, which means you're honoring God with the sacrifices. What about the prophetic significance? As we indicated in this study, the rapture does not take place on the Jewish Feast of Trumpets. Instead, it is the second coming of Jesus Christ that will be fulfilled on some future time of Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets. You need to have this entire series. I explain the Jewish feast and how they relate to the end times. It's entitled The Feast of God, and it's available. You can call our toll-free number at 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. Or go to our website, prophecytoday.com. Go over to the shopping mall, and you can make your order. It is key that you understand how God will fulfill the Jewish feast through the person of Jesus Christ, and what will take place in the future. 
Again, thank you so much for joining us to study God's Word as we continue to understand God's prophetic scenario for the end times. It becomes more and more aware that the rapture of the church when Jesus shouts and calls us up into the heavenlies to be with him forevermore could take place at any moment. In fact, even before I finish making this announcement to you. That being the case, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...